Get ready. Hello and welcome to another episode of College Talk. My name is Beth Brandon and I'm here to talk to you about all sorts of college topics. Um, Today we're going to be talking about scholarship tips. It is scholarship season. This seems to be the time of year when most scholarships open up and then we swing into March, April when most scholarships are due. So I thought it might be a good time to talk a little bit about where to find scholarships, how to avoid scams, and then a few tips to help your scholarship applications uh, stand out and then also just help you get them in on time as well. So let's first start with where to find scholarships. I like to think about scholarships like they're on a tier. It's like a cake. Um, That base layer. It's got the most cake. It's kind of the easiest, uh, the most accessible. I like to look at those as the institutional scholarships and local scholarships. That's the tier that those fall on. When I talk about institutional, I mean right at the college or university that you're applying to. They might be merit scholarships, uh, they could be leadership scholarships, scholarships from participating in the arts, athletics, uh, sustainability even. And then of course, once you actually are in and you've like completed your first semester, quarter, trimester, however your institution does their, you know, periods of courses, um, you might be able to get access to departmental scholarships based off of your major or area of study. So let's talk a little bit about the merit scholarships. A lot of times those are are tacked right on to your application as soon as you get accepted and they're going to be very much just focused on your high school GPA and then also your SAT or ACT test scores. Uh, So what that means for you is if you're listening and and you've got uh, or you are a sophomore or a junior, in high school, take the SAT very seriously. Use Khan Academy, use those other study resources because it's going to be really important that you put your best foot forward on that test. And it's absolutely okay to retake the SAT. Um, Usually as schools receive your new scores, they'll give you a time period to send in those new scores so that you can continually uh, raise the amount of merit scholarships you get. GPA, of course, that starts your freshman year of high school. So, you know, building that strong foundation that year really is going to help you continue to, to strengthen your GPA throughout the years. There might be some options at your high school to, to retake some classes or to take classes that'll boost your GPA. Um, but it's important to make sure that you focus on that earlier in your high school career. So those are institutional scholarships. Some of them you have to apply for, perhaps an arts-based scholarship, athletic scholarship, uh, leadership scholarship. Those uh, you might have to apply for, but a lot of times the merit scholarships are just attached to that GPA and test score. Uh, The next one that I want to talk about that's on that first tier, the, the base layer of the cake there, are local scholarships, community scholarships. A great place to check for those is going to be within your school district. 
and then also a local community foundation. If you're in a county, the county might have one, uh, the city that you're in might have one if you're in a larger city. And so definitely check those out. Um, they're going to have things that range from um, the schools you attended to perhaps community organizations or events you participated in, maybe merit scholarships, perhaps volunteer and you know civic engagement scholarships. It's going to look different for each community foundation, but I highly suggest you check those out. And then it's also important to check with uh, local branches of organizations like the Rotary Club or Kiwanis Club, and then uh, Chambers of Commerce as well. Those are great places to check for local scholarships. And then also, um, if you're a part of a church, mosque, synagogue, or a larger religious community, sometimes you can find scholarships through those organizations as well. Um, Oh, employers. Your employer, if you work for Meyer, is big in Michigan, they have uh, a scholarship not only if you're employed at Meyer, but if your parents are as well. Walmart has that too. Um, you might see that with places like McDonald's, Taco Bell, uh, different organizations or, or um, corporations like that might have opportunities for their employees or children of their employees. So it's a good idea to check those out as well. The reason that I really like to push local and community scholarships before uh, moving into state or countrywide national scholarships is because those are the folks that that you know you grew up around you're from that area you're a part of their community they want to see you succeed they're offering this this money as a way to help you do that and so i think they're not looking for you know, failures versus winners in this instance, right? They're they're looking to support their community and the people within it. And so I think community scholarships come with that support uh, where other scholarships don't necessarily. Um, also, there's just less people applying to community scholarships. Um, it's a smaller, more local area, and so you're going to have less competition, which is going to raise your odds. I mean, if that in itself is not enough reason to apply, I, I don't know what else is. Um, the next tier, so we're looking at a three-tiered cake here, so it's the second one. It's a little bit large, it's a little bit smaller, not quite as big as the first one, a little bit taller, harder to reach. Um, those would be your state-level scholarships, and that might be because, you know, a parent or grandparent was, um, you know, worked as a police officer or, you know, something like that. It could be a state merit, it could be... Um, a state grant even, you know, depending on your financial need. And so for, for those of uh, you who are in Michigan, that's M-I-S-S-G or Michigan Student Scholarships and Grants. That would be who you check that out through. Um, they also, on a lot of their websites, even if they don't have specific scholarships uh, at the state level, they're going to have scholarship search tools or tips on how to find more scholarships in your area. Um, and I like that because those are usually really safe scholarship searches to utilize. Um, and then there's that more countrywide, right? So you've got the Dr. Pepper scholarships, you know, Gates Millennium. Um, other big companies might have a more nationally focused scholarship campaign. Those have big payout opportunities, but small chances to win because you are competing against, you know, millions 
hundreds of thousands of students, of high school students looking for the same scholarship opportunity. So absolutely, I would say apply, you know, to that top tier, right? The countrywide, the national scholarships. Apply to the state, you know, that second tier. And then, but but really, really focus on that bottom tier where it's, it's you have more cake, right? There's bigger opportunities. And so the, the payout might not be as big, but you might be able to get multiple of them that add up, you know, to what you have a small chance of winning. And so I would say apply to all of them, but really, really, really focus in on that bottom tier, the local and institutional scholarships. Um, last but not least, you can utilize different sites like raise.me for micro scholarships. Not every school will accept raise.me and they have deadlines about when you can uh, collect those. So if you don't turn those scholarships into those specific schools by the deadline your senior year, you might miss out on them. So you need to make sure you're paying attention to that. Um, there are going to be other sites you can use to search as well. Bigfuture.collegeboard.org has an awesome scholarship search tool. They also have a great college search tool, which we'll talk a little bit more uh, down the road when we talk about how to find your match and fit. But their scholarship search tool is really, really great. Um, it kind of helps you look by major, by school, by location, your interests, your GPA, things like that. It's going to match you with scholarships that, that really fit you. Um, and then there are other sites like unigo.com, scholarships.com, FastWeb. Those are, are good. They, you, you know, they'll match you to a profile, but I've found that they also send you a lot of extra emails that you might not be interested in. Um, some of them have scholarship directories where you can search yourself. And so if you don't want to sign up to be on that email list, you can always use a directory. One important thing to remember is that you should never have to pay for a scholarship. It falls into the category of gift aid, which means that you shouldn't have to pay it back and you should just be able to use it without it costing you anything or without having to pay it back like a loan would. Similar to a grant, it takes a little more effort on your part than a grant does, but it's, uh, it should be seen as the same way, a gift aid that you don't have to pay back. And so that's gonna bring us into our next topic, which is how to avoid scams. Again, never, ever pay for a scholarship. Um, if they're guaranteeing you that if you don't, you know, get one of the scholarships from the list they send you, that they will totally refund you, don't believe it. You shouldn't have to pay for it anyway. There are tons of, of free lists of scholarships online. Like I said, scholarships.com, uh, bigfuture.collegeboard.org, Unigo. There are so many options for you to find probably the same list of scholarships, but without having to pay for it. Um, if they're asking you for your credit card info, I would say abort, 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 get out of there. Um, even the FAFSA doesn't ask for your credit card information, and that's the free application for federal student aid that is looking for financial information to understand, um, you know, financial need, and they don't require any of that information either, so I would not trust a private non-governmental site with my credit card information. That just seems... Uh, like they're asking for, for trouble, a little sketch, you know? Um, if they offer to apply for you, seems tempting, right? Because scholarships are a lot of work, uh, but I'd say that's a no-go. The point of a scholarship is to show perseverance and hard work, you know, or creativity and personal thought, but it has to come from you. So if an organization or a website or whatever is offering to do your scholarships for you, I would immediately 
uh, look at that as a scam because it, it should be all about you and it should be focused on your accomplishments and uh, your own creative thought. It's going to be hard work, but it's going to have to be your work. So how do you send in a great application? There's a lot of them out there. They all require different things. How can you make sure that you are sending in the best application you can? I'd say there's there's the big three, the big three things. The first is deadlines. Those are so important. If you turn in something late, as harsh as it might seem, there's no do-overs, there's no makeup, there's no, you know, 30% off this. It's just, that's it. You're done. You've missed your chance. So make sure that you know when those deadlines are and that you're getting them in by the deadlines, preferably before. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. Um, read directions. Every scholarship is going to come with probably a PDF or a worksheet of some sort where you put in your information, but they're also going to have Uh, information about how they want you to apply to their scholarship. Read those directions. If they ask for a specific type of font and font size, if they want you to describe something a specific way, even though it seems like you are jumping through flaming hoops, still follow their directions because not following it, again, could get you disqualified um, and then you might end up losing out on money that would be so helpful in terms of paying for books or, you know, tuition, housing, things like that. The third is to write a great essay. And we're going to talk about how to do that. I'm not just going to say that and and leave you uh, hanging. I think the first one to think about is don't introduce yourself in the first paragraph. They have an info sheet um, with your name and probably some other things about you, um, colleges you're interested in, GPA, all that stuff. If you introduce yourself and it's meant to be a a blind read where the scholarship folks don't know who you are, maybe in terms of a local scholarship, um, that could disqualify you, right? Having your name, having an identifier. So I wouldn't use your name. It's also a little cliche. I think your best option is to start with something that hooks and start with something that is important to you or something that you're interested in. Um, Utilizing your own energy and your own excitement about that topic might hook the reader as well. Um, This is, is meant to be about you and your thoughts, absolutely, but you don't have to say like, hi, I'm such and such. And I'm going to talk to you today about and and redo the prompt. They know what the prompt is. They know, they know what they're asking you to write about. So they're looking to see if you're following those directions, not if you can repeat what they've asked you to write about. So keep that in mind too. Um, absolutely follow their formats and requirements. I said it before. Read the directions. If they want you to do it in, you know, Times New Roman twelve point three two font size definitely do it because they might be incredibly strict about that and that might be the one weird weird thing that gets you disqualified from that scholarship so make sure you follow their formats and directions this one's huge proofread and peer edit um spelling mistakes uh punctuation mistakes using the wrong word or tense, all of that can impact, especially if you're looking at something that's very academic focused, that can really impact your chances to receive a scholarship if readers are noticing big mistakes uh, in your essay. 
So while I think it's very important to have a teacher, parent, counselor, uh, someone who's older and maybe more in a, a professional position, read and proofread um, and even edit your, your essay, I think it's really important to make sure that you also have peers do that as well. Scholarship readers, um, admissions readers, this goes for admissions essays as well, they're looking for this essay to be in the voice of a 17 or 18 year old. Uh, they're going to be able to tell if this has been heavily edited by an adult um, or someone who is, you know, out there, you know, in the professional workforce, is maybe a teacher. Uh, your voices sound different, and that's okay. They should. You're younger. You've had different experiences. Um, you're living in a, a different world, you know, than when they were writing their college scholarship essays. So keep that in mind. Definitely take their edits and uh, their constructive criticism into account because grammatically, you know, spelling wise, they understand what they're doing, um, but make sure that your voice doesn't get lost in all the edits. So I think the last thing is this essay is about you, about your thoughts, your interests, um, perhaps it's your concerns or the solutions that you've come up with. Unless you need to cite research, I would avoid quoting other people. Um, you should really be focused on what you think about the topic or your experiences and less so on others. Don't spend a ton of time trying to find the perfect quote um, you know, to encompass what you're saying. Just say what you need to say, right? I think that's going to go a lot farther for you. Um, those are the big tips for the essay. You know, it's a, It's got to be about you. It's got to be focused on your thoughts and feelings on the topic. Um, and then also the, the punctuation, grammar, having your essays proofread um, is so important. It's so important. I don't know if I can stress enough how important it really, really, really is to make sure that your paper has... Uh, preferably zero, but as few errors um, as it absolutely can. Some other tips uh, just on making sure that the search and application process is just as easy and smooth as possible. Do your research and get organized early. Scholarships are hard work. They're a lot of work and it requires a lot of moving pieces. So starting the research and the organization of what you need to apply for and when early is gonna help you move through that process with less issue. Um, and also you're a senior, it's a busy year. You are you know, trying to figure out what college you're gonna go to. Maybe you're looking for a job in the summer to help pay for that. Um, maybe you and all your friends are going to different areas of the state or even out of state and you're trying to figure out how to spend time with them beforehand. You want to make sure that you have set it up so that your scholarship process isn't the entire thing that you're doing right now. You want to be able to you know, experience other things as this is your last year in high school. So taking a little more time early on and prepping and getting organized uh, to handle the scholarship application process is going to be huge in the long run. Um, the second one is huge. Tell your story. I've had students in the past who are concerned that talking about hardships that they've overcome uh, will be seen as complaining. And, you know, if you've made it through a tough situation, I mean, that's perseverance. That should be celebrated. That's something to be proud of. 
um, not letting something slow you down or breaking down a barrier that was in front of you, finding a way to complete your goals, to get to what you define as success, that's something to be proud of. So share those successes, share your perseverance. Um, it's not it's not going to be seen as complaining if if you truly worked very hard to get through it. And a lot of times that's exactly the case. So share, share your successes and, and let folks know about the hard work that you've done to get to the point where you are. Um, try to submit early. Um, in case there's issues with the website, right? Sometimes you go to upload something and it doesn't work. Or uh, if you're here in Michigan enjoying the lovely uh, snowpocalypse we're having now, perhaps there, there might be a snow day on the day you're supposed to turn in uh, a scholarship, you know, to the guidance office or, you know, to your college advisor or your counselor. So maybe turn it in a week early and then you don't have to worry about missing the deadline because of a snow day. So, I, you know, I think getting it in early also shows that you're organized and on top of things, but also keeps you from missing out on on something because of an issue that wasn't really your fault. So it kind of just protects you from those outliers. Lastly, the scholarship application process is stressful. It is. It's a lot of work and it might feel daunting and like it's not worth it, Um, but I promise it is. Regardless of whether or not you receive scholarships, And if you put the work in, you probably will. Um, You've gained skills in organization, time management, things that are going to help you further on down the road. But honestly, if you've put the hard work in, you're going to see some rewards. And it's important not to give up because every bit helps. Small things can add up in really big ways. Um, And so I, I just keep trying even if you don't get the first scholarship you've applied for, keep applying. You have a lot of chances and a lot of opportunities to get some. Even if they don't seem huge, that's still that's textbooks that you don't have to take out a loan for. That's a part of tuition that you don't have to try and pay out of pocket or, or pay back that loan you know, down the road. So I think the more that you can get, the better. But even the tiniest bit is something that's going to help. So I wish I could say that I was 100% able to come up with all this information on my own, um, but I wasn't, and I want to give credit to the sources that I use. I've mentioned them already. Um, bigfuture.collegeboard.org. That is a fantastic site. It's through the folks who do the SAT. Um, and so they've got college search. They've got how to navigate financial aid, um, how to write a great essay, how to avoid scholarship scams, things like that. They're all out there. It's amazing. Um, scholarships.com, they have a directory that you can use to search by your GPA, your test scores, your state. If you are interested in interesting hobbies like duck calling or drawing stamps, even you know cooking, they have candy tasting scholarships and duck calling scholarships and ways for you to find those scholarships for the interesting things that you might not see uh, necessarily um, in your local community scholarships, but still have a very small niche group that might be a good idea for you to apply to. 
Um, and then lastly, I also used money.com as one of my sources. They really talked about scholarship essay tips um, and ways to be successful in the application process. Um, they do have a family financial section, and there is some parts that talk about saving and, and getting ready for college and that as well. As always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please tune in next time where I will be talking with a guest about reading financial aid award letters and how scholarships might impact uh, your financial aid package. So get ready to be in the know and join us next time on College Talk.